Whether you're fly fishing in a stream, getting those ankles wet, or deep in the ocean casting nets, fish nerds. Fish nerds. Fish nerds. It's a podcast. Hello and welcome to the Fish Nerd, the show about fish, fishing, and eating fish. Clay Grove's with you again today for National Podcast Posting Month. And I'm so happy because John King Crappy Hippie sent us in a fishing tip. And you can too. You want to get your voice on the show, just email, record it on your phone, for example, and, record, and send it to eclay at fishnerds.com. Call our Fish Nerds hotline, 607-378-FISH, or go to fishnerds.com and click on the orange microphone button and record your tip there. It's that simple. If you got a fishing business or any kind of business you want to promote, or website or blog or whatever, you can also do that during this thing. John King is the, one of the hosts of the Lure Love podcast, and he's a, also longtime Fish Nerds correspondent. So we'll get right into it with John King. Here we go. Hey, everybody, it's Crappie Hippie, your tree-hugging redneck from eastern Kansas, and I'm getting in on Napod Pomo with some tips. Here's one for you right now. Let's say your friend's giving you this skinny on a pond, and she's told you where it's at, and you and a buddy decide to go there, and you come over the hill down through the woods uh, after crossing the meadow, and you look up, and there's a big agricultural field on the other side, and the pond is covered with algae due to uh, fertilizer wash so you're really disappointed 89 percent of this pond is covered with algae or duckweed or something obnoxious and you think all these jigs and spinners and and plugs and all this stuff that i've brought is going to be near useless and you're right however let's say the wind's blowing and you know it's only 80 to 90 percent covered because the wind's blowing a bit and there's a clear spot down on one end that's the place where you go ahead and take your conventional tackle, go on down there and fish with a big swim bait, a noisy spinner, either overhead or under, a, a surface lure that's going to make some disturbance. Uh, whether there's a fish actually watching that area uh, at an ambush point along that break line or not, uh, you make enough noise down there, something's going to come down, have a look, and see your lure moving around and hopefully take a stab, take a swipe at it. Uh, I mean, you're looking at a weed line break, you're looking at a light break from sun to shadow you're looking at an overhead cover uh, break line so it's a it's a multiple structure there you got a roof you got a weed line yeah and you of course you have sun uh, sun and shade line so it's, it's a place that uh, fish will uh, be attracted to or at least consider going to if you give them a reason like they hear something going on down there that may be may or may not be something feeding Okay, so you've done that, you've, you've worked that over, and you've tried to induce a bass or two to come down there, maybe you've had some success, but now you've got the rest of this pond to deal with, and you think, wow, I'll use my hollow frog, and then you realize, wow, I don't have a hollow frog. Uh, maybe you've got a plastisol frog or a silicone frog, uh, the humping toads and the hopping frogs and all these little um, solid plastics, but you look, you don't really have that either. So what are you going to do? Well, number one, I like to do is find the biggest, ugliest, craziest looking creature bait I have. And just rig that up Texas style. They're mainly going to just go after disturbance moving across that mat. Frogs are nice. I mean, they really do create a great silhouette. And there is something about a frog and the way they're made that they really hop and jump and, and splat and so on onto that mat in a very frog-like way. But don't, you know, what, are you going to quit fishing, walk all the way home to get your frog? You know, come on. No, you get out that creature bait and you act like it's a struggling what's it. I mean, these fish don't read books. They're not sitting there going, oh, that doesn't look like a leopard frog up there. That looks like, I don't know what. They're just like, that looks like food, okay? They're looking at a shape moving across a mat and they don't expect to know exactly what everything is. You may not be pulling all the triggers, 
but you're going to pull enough of them to get strikes because other things cross the map, baby muskrats, snakes, birds fall in it, so on and so forth. So lizards and, and salamanders crawl across the top of it. The list goes on. Uh, fish flop over onto the top of it and they're flopping around before they can get back through it. I mean, it, it's it's pretty extensive, the uh, things that can fall on top of an algae mat and kind of get stuck up there. Use it to locomote, you know, uh, while spiders and stuff just run across it because they're light and they can use it like a uh, solid floor. So anyway, big creature bait. And then I'll go to a salamander. Speaking of lizards, you know, lizard, salamander, whatever you want to call it, it's a, it's a good one. You can skip that around. You can wiggle it around up there, and it's perfectly natural silhouette for the fish. Um, and then, you know, if I don't have that, a weightless Sanko is nice. I mean, you can, you can kind of walk it. You can kind of twitch it around. You can do all kinds of things. And when you come to a, a spot maybe where there's a little depression or a hole in the mat, um, you can let it kind of fall in there. Or if you're on a pond where the hydrilla or, or uh, milfoil is grown up from the bottom to where there are a lot of most places only like two to six inches of water and, there, and, and then weeds, you know, underneath. Uh, so you've got a real, real uh, shallow water area. To, uh, Senko pulling it across the solid mat of milfoil down into a depression, you know. And then, of course, when you pull it off the edge, uh, the Sanko will kind of hang out there and kind of, you know, slowly drift down. Uh, another thing I've done with Sankos too is cut the, and other plastic worms, is cut the nose off uh, and make it square. So it's kind of like a popper. And especially on duckweed or real thin algae, that, that seems to really work. It looks like a, you know, like a minnow, kind of a minnow up there trying to gulp little things that might be hatching out of that algae. And, and bass want to come along and spoil their fun because that's the way they are. Like they say on varmints, uh, animals are jerks. <laughs> they like to eat each other and spoil each other's fun. Oh, boy. Uh, one of my favorite or new favorite things is uh, to use a fluke. My friend, Les, the Professor Klein, is a master at using a fluke in almost any condition after any species. And he likes to take a, a big fluke and uh, put it on a um, big heavy hook and throw it out on top of the mat and just kind of, you know, twitch, twitch. And uh, if the hook's not heavy enough to hold it, you know, upright, it really doesn't matter. You know, once again, you can kind of walk it kind of this, kind of that, but it's real effective if it hits a real a thin spot or something in the in the uh, topping in the algae mat and drops through a little ways. That hook will be just enough weight to pull it down through something like that every now and then. And, and you can kind of diddle it and wiggle it around and have it kind of jump back up and kind of cavort and 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 once again anytime you come into a, an edge situation where you can come off the mat or come off the edge of the weeds you can let that flute kind of drop down and swim around like a drunken uh, fish because that's kind of the action these flukes have besides they roll from side to side and they just kind of you know well you know what a fluke does and if you don't get one and play with it because they're a lot of fun all right now uh, what about punching well travis rocket tell us about punching the other way you deal with uh He's our bass guy. Uh, a lot of the way you deal with punching is to punch right on through. Now, the only punch thing I've ever done is with a drop shot, where you put on a big old weight and you drop shot right through that mat. And it's a great way to go. But there's Jika rigs, which is something I have not much tried. There is, uh, of course, you can Texas, you big heavy Texas rig right through that thing. Uh, big heavy Carolina right through that thing. Um, so there's other ways to punch fish. Um, it's not my number one area of expertise, so I won't go into it, but you can, you can at least drop a drop shot through there with, with good success. Alrighty. Dealing with that unexpected mat of green that is thwarting your best laid plans. This has been Crappie Hippie, your tree hugging redneck from Eastern Kansas saying tight lines and valentines. Whether Peace you're out. fly fishing in a stream, getting those ankles wet. 
or deep in the ocean casting nets. Fish nerds. Fish nerds. Fish nerds. It's a podcast. Just for the halibut. Fried in a basket or broiled in a pan. Eat it raw like you're in Siam. Fish nerds. Fish nerds. Fish nerds. It's a podcast. Thank you.